Hey, welcome into the week six and week seven episode of League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Uh, guys, really excited to have you in here. More improvements. We're now going to have the right video to pop up on YouTube because I figured stuff out. Uh, welcome in our regular co-host as normal, Doug Appleby, Sean Guida, and Zeke Lawless. Thanks for joining, guys. How's your What night up? Going? What up, though? Well, mine's pretty good. I took an L on the softball field, but I'm here now. So that's all that matters. It is all that matters because this is more important. I mean, we really know that. Um, anyway, let, let's jump right in, guys. What's the uh, what's the best thing you've seen all week? Zeke, sorry, go ahead first. I know you got. No, you're you're a okay. I'm getting it pulled up. I sent. It, I know this is a football pod, but with the start of the NBA season, uh, you know, uh, I saw. Uh, so crazy Kawhi laugh, uh, and then this just blended with John Tesh's basketball theme is just perfect. I don't even know where you're sitting at. But... <laughs> Wait, he... what's it that high note, Kawhi? <clears throat> Somebody has way too much time on their hands. I mean, as much as as much as stupid crap as I've come up with in my life, I would love to say that I came up with it, but I'm just not that clever. Some <laughs> things are complete genius. It's a beautiful but, thing. So, well, um, Sean, I, what have you got this week? Yeah, so I'll keep it football since we are a football podcast. Um, I I hope I hope you guys are listening to. Jason Witten on Sunday night football, because he has said some magical things uh, last this past Sunday. I'll, I'll tell you two things. He said, one of them was, uh, well, it's actually uh, two things, but one of them is Aaron Rodgers keeps pulling a rabbit out of his head. Keeps <laughs> pulling a rabbit incredible. out of his head. <laughs> but the best one, I'll, I'll pull a Zeke here and show you the highlight. Uh, listen to how he says San Francisco. San Francisco cannot themselves in the foot like that. San Francisco cannot kick themselves in the foot. cannot kick themselves in the foot. San Francisco cannot kick themselves in the foot. So the uh, the title for the tweet was San Francisco cannot kick themselves in the foot like that, and that is easily the best thing I've seen all week. I did. Oh, to you, oh, to you Jason Witten. It more the rabbit out of your head thing killed on Twitter. Uh, oh, it was. It was really funny. Well, you also or, can't kick yourself in the foot like that. Kick yourself in the foot like that. <laughs> Sam Frank kiss, kiss yeah. yeah. So there we go, CJ. Don't kick yourself in the foot like that anymore. So, my, so I do have one as well. Um, I usually don't, but this time I do because it was fantastic. If you follow us on Twitter at, at TLOG1, you'll see I tweeted it out earlier this afternoon. T-L-O-O-G. There's two of us. T-L-O-O-G-1. At T-L-O-O-G-1. Um, Matthew Berry went on a fantastic rant on the middle of this podcast for uh, Alfred Morris not getting one point. He was down 0.8 points in a game. In a game that literally, a, a league that literally gives you a point for getting a first down. Alfred Morris gets one carry, goes for a first down, called back to a holding call. Alfred Morris doesn't touch the ball the rest of the week after being named the starter on like Monday or Tuesday. And he goes on an epic, like, three-minute rant. Uh, check it out on Twitter. I found it very, very entertaining um, to all those people who 
who watched uh, that podcast and Matthew Berry. It was, that was probably the best thing I've seen all week when it comes to that. It would be um, like a dream of mine to be in a league with him and actually win and beat the talented Mr. Roto. Like he has to have the biggest target on his back for fantasy football. Oh yeah. He's in like 12 leagues evidently. So Which that reminds me, uh, because this is, uh, this is the anniversary of they are who we thought they were. Uh, RIP Denny green. That's right. RIP. And I remember that. I remember watching that game and I remember that specific game because that was a Monday night game and it was a Matthew Berry moment moment in the sense of I was winning that week and I uh, I had uh, uh, Rex Grossman and the person I was playing had a Bears receiver. And so it's like, and I was already up by like one point or something like that. And so I was like, look, I, I've got this in the bag because every point that this dude scores, I'm going to score too, right? Uh, and so, you know, with a wide receiver and then some. And that was Rex Grossman's uh, worst game probably ever. Uh, he ended up getting something like negative points. I lose nice. the game. And then I get to see Dennis Green deliver that message. I'm like, I am with you. Yes, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> just as pissed as you are. Epic rants by Denny. So, yeah, good good week. It was a good week for, for lots of things. It was a good week for fantasy. I mean, I think uh, everybody on this podcast – oh, no, sorry, Doug. Almost everybody on this podcast won their matchups this week. Um, um, I doubled my guy up, by the way. As no, so. He only scored 60. Let's not brag about care. that. I do not care. Jeez Louise. Uh, it, it was a shoe on the other foot two weeks ago when I got crushed, and now he scored 57. <laughs> Which is less than your opponent scored this week. Let's, I mean, I'm not saying it was good. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's not get ahead brag, of ourselves. Brag on the guy if, if he scores 80 and you jump and you double him. So, uh, anyhow, let's let's jump straight into it. We're going to change up the for the format a little bit. We're going to talk games, but we're only going to deep dive into uh, the ones that we think that fantasy players are important. Um, obviously, the the really obvious ones we're going to we're going to let you guys decide on, but we'll deep dive. We'll still make our picks every single week. Um, I think I'll have to get back. I'll have to look for it in a minute, but Doug sent me the the updated rankings on, on this past week, which I'll, I'll total before the end of this thing. But um, let's jump straight into the first game. We're going to go Panthers at Eagles. So Doug, why don't you start us off with the Panthers at the Eagles? Yeah. Um, I am going to go with the Eagles in this one. I think it's going to be a really close game though. The spread on this one is, uh, Eagles minus five. Um, I think the Panthers will probably cover, but I think it's going to be really close. Um, to me, this is the game where we, we see DJ Moore have his first breakout performance of the season, go for like, you know, 80, 90 yards and touchdown. Uh, Jalen Mills for the Eagles has been getting beat deep all year, and they have also really struggled defending running quarterbacks. I think they win this game because it's at home. But uh, but I think but I think it's going to be a close one, and we're going to see some fantasy points out of both sides. All right, Sean, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Panthers on this one. I just think they play up uh, when they need to, and um, the issue with Carolina is they play down when they shouldn't. They lose games that they shouldn't, and this is one that they're going to play up to. But uh, the big thing I think is the Eagles have a lot of really um, talented guys who are hurt. I mean, you've got Darren Sproles, who isn't playing, Lane Johnson, who is a huge, huge deal uh, as an offensive tackle for them. Um, and actually, I know it won't matter on Sunday necessarily, but Wentz actually was on uh, the injury report this week. 
uh, with a back issue, I believe. And so I think uh, anytime that you're playing with that many guys who just aren't uh, doing the job, um, who aren't able to do the job, rather, I, I think it's going to go poorly. So I'm going to take the Panthers. All right, Philly. Zeke, Zeke, what you got? You're right. The The Eagles are struggling, you know, hurt run game. Uh, Wentz, you know, they've got him listed. So, you know, Belichick is living proof you can't trust those reports, but I don't think Philadelphia messes with those reports quite like Belichick. But that being said, uh, I do think the Eagles uh, eke one out because I don't think the Panthers are very good. I said it last week about uh, them and the Redskins. I think the Panthers, you know, they the first part of their season was a mirage. I don't think they're very good. I think if this were, you know, 20 other teams, they probably beat Philadelphia right now just with the position that they're in. But I like the Eagles in this one just because I don't think the Panthers have enough to beat them on the, you know, Panthers on the road at home in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm taking the Eagles in this one. Uh, Panthers running backs, the only team outside the Buccaneers backfield that have yet to score a rushing touchdown – uh, for one, and I think that's a one reason. I the Panthers live on their rushing touchdown with Cam Newton. Um, I think Alshon Jeffrey, he's getting almost twenty four percent of the targets, and he's killing with them. And Carson Wentz being on the injury report really doesn't worry me that much. Um, Zach Ertz a week ago had his fewest targets he's had in a game all season. Um, I think he had he had eight uh, something like that. So. Uh, they're going to continue to, I I think they're going to get better and better and better. Carson Wentz scores more and more and more each and every week. I'm taking the Eagles in this one. And I'm saying, if you have Carson Wentz, start him. uh, Because I think, I think he's going to have a good game. For clarity, did you say the Panthers do not have a rushing touchdown with any of them in their backfield? Is that what you said? None of their running backs have a rushing touchdown. Sorry, none of their running backs. So Cam Newton might. So I'm sorry. McCaffrey doesn't have a touchdown? McCaffrey does not Not have a rushing touchdown. Not a rushing touchdown. Oh, okay. Not a rushing touchdown. So Cam Newton does – I think he's got a couple. So I'm sorry. I I missed it there. But Cam Newton is their goal linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Either way, I don't don't think they – I don't think they win. I think think the Eagles take this one. so next one we'll go to is New England at the Chicago Bears. Doug, give us a breakdown. Yeah, uh, for me, this one just comes down to uh, really who's able to capitalize more um, on the pass game to the running backs. And for me, right now, New England's speed sideline to sideline with their linebackers is just too slow. I think that Chicago is going to be able to take advantage of Tariq Cohen in this game. I think New England is kind of flying high off that uh, win on Sunday night over the Chiefs. Um, And I think you're going to see Cohen have a big game here. I think Trubisky has like 53 and 47 rush yards in his last two games. So they're starting to use his legs a little bit. And that's really opened things up for them as a team. Um, I I think this one will be a low scoring, ugly game. The the implied total for the game is 49 and a half. I think it goes under Mm -hmm. and uh, the bears get a win here at home. Wow. Man, that's a surprise. All right. Well, it's a soldier field. I can, I can see it. Sean, what have you got? Yeah. I, I, you know, I hate to go against you too, too right out, Doug, but um, the big thing that scares me is that Khalil Mack is, hasn't practiced yet. They said may not play. If he doesn't play, that defense is average at best, and Tom Brady p- absolutely picks it apart. Uh, I just think that 
the Patriots are really, really good. They're better than we realize they are. Sony Michelle is running the heck out of the ball. And if Khalil Mack doesn't play, I don't know that anybody else stops uh, Sony Michelle in every capacity. Um, so I, I hate to go like, well, if there's an injury, there's not. So I'll just pick it straight out. I'm going to say it's the Patriots. Uh, it's a close game, but I think they win by maybe three or four. Zeke? If this is all based on if Khalil Mack plays, but if Khalil Mack plays, I do like the Bears in this game for a couple different reasons. And this is all just mentality and long game perspective. So uh, last week, the Patriots had to, that was a statement game. That's an AFC uh, rival, a current rival, at least. that's a potential AFC championship game. They had to make sure that they're setting themselves up for the AFC championship to once again go through Foxborough. New England doesn't care about Chicago, so they're, they don't want this to be a body bag game. They don't want to get beat up if they if they don't have to. There's nothing that, that they're trying to prove. That being, I mean, obviously they want to win, but they don't have to make a statement like they did last week with Kansas City. So if Khalil Mack plays – uh, I like uh, Chicago. If he's not playing, I do think that even though uh, Mitchell Brady, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, kidding. Nice. Uh, you know, I don't think Mitchell Trubisky has enough on his own necessarily to win uh, outright if he doesn't have a solid defense behind him. And Khalil Mack is clearly that difference maker, as we all know, on the defense. So give me a straight up pick. Like, I mean, because we're going to have to totally uh, give me somebody. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sick with Chicago. 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 Stay with Chicago. Uh, God, it's TFB is. I love TFB. That's it's that's two one, weeks in a row. It's just one game, Tommy. Don't worry. That's two weeks in a row you've picked against him. I know. Well, see, what have I told you? You pick against your teams. You bet against your teams because yeah. if they win, you're happy, and if they lose, you're happy. Hey, that's what I've been living off of. So, um, kind of looking at what. Looking at this, looking at this game is, I, I agree with with all sides. I mean, um, the Bears are the only team that haven't allowed a rushing touchdown this year. Um, that bodes well for them against Sony Michelle. But Sony Michelle is 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 having himself quite the um, quite the season. Uh, but despite having the bye already, the Bears have allowed the third most passing yardage uh, and the most passing touchdowns in the fourth quarter of the season, where Tom Brady lives. Um, so they're just they're they're not aging well through the through the game. I agree that if if Khalil Mack doesn't play, it's going to be a much different game. Um, I don't know that Chicago is ready to come to go over the hump when it comes to playing New England. Uh, I think they're getting better and better and better. I think Tariq Cohen still has a good game. Uh, I think. I think uh, Mitchell Trubisky kind of comes back to earth. He, he's not going to continue throwing, what, nine touchdowns in the last two games. Um, he's not going to continue throwing that, that amount of touchdowns, which I could really use the touchdowns to, uh, to Trey Burton this week. But uh, my, my heart wants me to go with Chicago, but my gut tells me to go with New England just because Tom Brady, uh, Sonny Michelle, and then Josh Gordon's getting – getting more and more rolling. They're getting him into the, into the offense. I think he has a, a productive day. Um, James White's going to be productive out of the backfield in the passing game. If Khalil Mack doesn't play, then I don't think it's close, but either way uh, I'm going with new England on this one. And for the degenerates out there, just real quickly, the degenerates out there, the bears are uh, plus three and a half. Yeah. So it's basically a pick game. Yep. 
one interesting thing to note there uh, is that the Bears have not allowed a rushing touchdown on the season so far. Um, and I think that's kind of what's carried the Patriots. I mean, obviously Brady played well. Um, oh, sorry, I, I missed that. But anyways, Akeem Hicks has been so good in the middle of that defense, just like stuffing things. I think this is the yeah. game we kind of see Sony Michelle slow down a little bit. Um, and going back to last week, the, the reason – my original pick was the Dolphins last week, and then I texted you all that I was changing it to the Bears after I saw Brock Osweiler was, was starting. <laughs> but uh, the reason for that was just you, you had Chicago going from a cool weather environment down into Miami. It was going to be really hot, and sure enough, they fell apart in the fourth quarter. They just couldn't, they couldn't hang. You know, the, the temperature just got to them. And I think getting back into their environment, this is the game where, you know, they, they, they set things right. Well. I, yeah. I, I do agree with that. I get what you're saying. I will say I disagree with Sean that uh, Sean said that if Khalil Mack doesn't play, they're they're not a good, a very good defense. This defense is still very, very good without Khalil Mack. They're not the same defense, but they're still a very. I think they're still a top ten defense um, without Khalil Mack. Uh, they're they're still really, really good. Khalil Mack just brings an additional level, uh, and I think the Raiders will tell you that. Um, yeah, that's fair. I just. And, and Soldier Field's a different. I get that it's a different animal, and that's why it was it was close. It was a close pick for me. Uh, and I do think Sony Michelle can kind of slow down in this game, but um, I still think there's too much firepower in New in New England with incoming with Josh Gordon with James White coming out of learning how to play a little bit, being an RB two the last couple of weeks. Um, I just I think that 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 they're going to win this game. I don't, I don't know why I keep betting on New England because I don't even think they make it to the Super Bowl this year, but. I'm, I gotta go with him. You already picked. Yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> going back over. Reinforcing. Reinforcing the point. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Saints versus Ravens. So this was probably one of my favorite games of the week. This will be on my TV. Doug, who do you have? Uh, I've said it a couple times already. The Saints are my pick to win the Super Bowl. But this week, I'm not going to take them. I'm going to go with the Ravens in this spot. Uh, and for me, it just comes down to Breeze struggles playing outside. There's supposed to be some weather in this game. I think uh, I saw something earlier today. Breeze has been a top 10 quarterback um, in fantasy, 10 of his last 28 uh, outdoor road games, Ooh. which is not very good, Mm-mm. obviously, um, for, for a guy like him. So I think this is a spot where you see the Ravens pass game really um, – move the ball they're throwing the ball a ton and i think that they kind of chew up the saints underneath keep the ball a bunch and i think we get a dis- disappointing performance out of uh drew Brees and michael thomas and the and kamara ingram everybody i, I just think this is a this is a game in which the ravens will cover the two-point spread how much of that is because you're against me this week and i have Brees and michael thomas <laughs> you better I, play I, did, Cam Newton. Yeah. I would rather play Baker Mayfield. i think this I, I didn't. I didn't. Know I'm actually that. considering that. that. But yeah. So Sean, yeah, you, you're the next you one. Should, you should definitely bench Michael <clears throat> Thomas this week. That's what I would. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, you yeah, should probably trade him to me. Actually, I'll give, you, you, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you on Johnson for him. Uh, but, Sean, who do, you, who do you got in this game? Oh, you know, here we are again at me. Wait, let me guess. New Orleans. Uh, yeah. No, I, you know, I listen. The Ravens are so up and down. You know, it's it's just like they win a game, that, like they just kill somebody, and then they lose a game that they shouldn't have or that the, most people think they shouldn't have. 
Um, they're so Jekyll and Hyde. And I know I know Breeze struggles, but listen, I'm not a believer in Flack. I think he had one good year. Um, and that I don't maybe that's me hating the Ravens, but uh I'm just I'm gonna go with the Saints because they're coming off a bye. I think they're ready. Michael Thomas is ready, they're healthy, minus Ted Ginn, who may or may not play. Um, they've had a lot of time, and the Ravens played a big game. They're coming off a lot of emotion because they just did some work last week. Um, I'm I'm gonna take the, take the Saints. I think that they're gonna win. It's gonna be maybe seven points. I, I I think there'll be a touchdown game down to the end, but I'm taking the Saints. All right, I hear you, Zeke. What about you? You are off on the spread. Uh, it is Ravens minus two and a half is what the line is. Uh, yeah, that's what I pulled off today. I am with you, Sean, with uh, the old Browns being just very up and down. <laughs> it gets him every Still, time. Every time it, it gets, gets him. Every time. watching a picture down there when you say old Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, hey, I hate it so much. <laughs> but, all right, the Ravens, they really are up and down. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't put my finger on them. Uh, I do like the Ravens this year. Uh, I mean – their inconsistency be damned. I think they are a good team, uh, much better than they have been. But I was wrong about the Saints. Uh, the first couple games of the season, I thought their shootout with Tampa Bay showed that they they had an offense, but there was no defense. But as you know, we're week seven now, uh, and as much as I hate the Saints and I can't stand Drew Brees, as we've discussed, and I won't go to, go into again, but you put your emotions aside. Uh, even with the weather, I do like the Saints to win outright and obviously cover the plus two and a half. All right. Good pick. So um, I'm going a little more – I'm looking at this game, and it, I'm going the Ravens on this one as much as I hate to say it, and I love – I love the Saints. The Saints are becoming quickly one of my favorite teams to watch and just one of my favorite teams to root for. Um, the Ravens don't lose in bad weather games for the most part. Uh, they tend to win in bad weather games. It's just they're built that way. Their defense is one of the best defenses in, in the NFL, and that's why they win in bad weather games is because their defense knows how to play sloppy football. Um, they know how to how to play dirty football. And, I mean, I think it's strength on strength. It's going to be fun. I um, New Orleans is averaging 17.2 plays per game in the red zone, which is the most in the league, but Baltimore is facing 5.7 red zone plays per game, which is second fewest. Um, and they've yet to allow a fourth quarter touchdown. And they, they lead, they've outscored opponents 62 to 12 in the second half. Sorry, a second half touchdown. Second half outscored touchdown. opponents, yeah, 62 to 12 in the second half. They just outlast people. I don't think they have a great offense. I, I don't. Uh, in fact, I think their running game is in shambles. But I, I, I think defense wins in, in these games, especially if there's weather. And Doug already said that Drew Brees outdoors is not Drew Brees in the dome. Uh, mm. I'm going Baltimore in this one. Can I, can I make a special statement on this game? Because this is how strongly I feel about it. Yeah, go ahead. Not only will the Saints score a second-half touchdown, but they will score three second-half touchdowns. Ooh. I'm putting that down as a hot take. Book it. <laughs> Book it. And I'm going to go, spoiler alert, all of our hot takes were uh, false last week. <laughs> Every one of us? Uh, I have to go back and check, but I know the Julio Jones ones didn't work out. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody said that is exactly what was going to happen last week. You hold your horses right there. I, I seem to remember a pretty good hot take from me on uh, start of the week. 
Yeah, and I said there's no way Julio Jones scores a touchdown. And what was I told? That's yeah, you're wrong. You're that wrong, was Sean. A, that was the hot take. I thought he scored. I was right. So, anyhow, moving on, moving on. <laughs> Cowboys at Redskins. This should be another – if the Cowboys play like they did last week uh, with Jacksonville coming to, coming to Dallas, this could be a fun game. Doug, tell me about it. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the Redskins in this one. This is – this is what the Cowboys do. I mean, I, I love Dak, but they they look great one week. Fans get uh get optimistic, and then they come out and just crap the bed the next week. And mm. that's what's going to happen here. Uh, Washington is going to win this game, and it's going to be like another six to ten point performance from the Cowboys' offense. Ooh, ouch! Sean, what have you got? Yeah, there's a part of me that wants to pick the Cowboys um, because I think Sean Lee coming back uh, is going to be a big deal for the Cowboys defense. But as Doug said so beautifully, well, he'll be a big part of the Cowboys defense for that about a quarter. Yeah, yeah, as long as he can survive. Um, but that doesn't mean that the offense is going to do anything. And honestly, I, I think this is going to be a tight, low-scoring game because so much of the Washington offense is hurt. Um, I, but I'm taking them. I'm taking the Redskins at home. I think that this is going to be a big win for them in division uh, just because they hate the Cowboys so much. So that might not be a fun game to watch if you're not a fan of either team, um, but uh, it's going to be a, sl- a tight, tight defensive battle. Give me the Redskins uh, by three. Ooh, all right. Zeke, what you got? By the way, the spread is the spread's um, Washington minus one and a half, so it's a pick em. Yeah, I mean that's about as as pick 'em as you get, obviously. Yeah, I um I am with Doug in the sense of I think it's going to be a pretty crappy game. Dallas is going to come back to earth. I mean, Jacksonville is spiraling. Uh, you know, the equalizer is taking the Saxonville uh out of Jacksonville. Uh and Washington is good enough uh, when it counts, they proved it last week when they beat the Panthers. I don't think the Cowboys are any better than the Panthers. Uh, so they're, you know, it's another game at home. It's a primetime game, uh, you know, primetime afternoon game, the late afternoon game. Uh, and it's their biggest rival. So they're going to show up, Washington, that is, and they're going to take care of business against the Cowboys. Unfortunately for yours truly, but that's what's going to happen. Picking against your team. All right. So. I'm going to disagree with all three of you guys here. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, I do believe that the Cowboys disappoint week every other week, but uh, Cowboys are four and zero against Washington with Dak with Dak Prescott. Uh, so I like that. I know at some point that's going to fall apart, but uh, in three career games in, in Washington against Washington, Ezekiel Elliott averages 26.3 yards with 120.3 from scrimmage and 22.4 fantasy points per game with five touchdowns. Twenty six point three touches, not yards. That's twenty three point twenty six point three touches and one hundred and twenty point three yards from scrimmage. Um, Doug, hey, good job keeping him straight. Yeah, I don't know how to talk. <laughs> English is hard. I was about. To, I, I heard twenty six point three yards. I was like, well, that's not, not very, good. It's not very good. Followed no. by one hundred and twenty yards. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like I said, English is hard. Um, he's the. Words. He's got a. Yeah, he's got a good. A, a good workload with 50.4% of Dallas's offensive touches. Uh, Washington does rank seventh in in yards allowed per in rushing yards allowed per game, but they've only faced one team with a top 
with the top half of the league rushing output per game and have a lot of rushing touchdown to, to a running back in every game but one. Uh, Adrian Peterson is, is still ailing in this game. Uh, Dallas's defense is actually sneaky good. And I'm going to say that Dallas keeps this one rolling. I'm taking Dallas in this game. I respect that. So, uh, Bengals at Chiefs. Doug, what you got? I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this game. The implied total for the game is, uh, last I looked, it was 58 points. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs win. Again. 609. The Chiefs win, and this game goes over over 65 points. Um, oh, yeah. Kansas think, City goes over the implied total all by themselves. <laughs> yeah, like, I think we're going to see 40-plus points from the Chiefs again for the second consecutive game. But also bringing it back on the other side, I think Joe Mixon has like over 100 yards and two touchdowns in this game. I think oh. this is a smash spot from Mixon. He might hit 150 this week, honestly. That case yeah. is hard yeah. and and they're missing Houston and Eric Berry supposedly this week too. So yeah, well Eric Berry hadn't played that yet this year. So well, he's, he's supposed to be back anytime. Yeah, Sean. But yeah, uh, I think it's a I think it's a smash. It's Casey in a run. Okay, Sean, what you got? Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, I think that uh, like Doug said, I I feel like every time now that I go after Doug, every time I'm just gonna be like like Doug said, like Doug said, like Doug said. Um, <clears throat> but uh, very smart of you. We did. You did disagree <laughs> on the first three. Yeah, the first few I did. Um, listen, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs. I just think, like, for what they did against the Patriots, who I think is a better team, I, I don't think the Bengals are, are the real deal. I think they've had a soft, soft ass schedule. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be the Chiefs. Um, I, I think it's going to be double digits. Honestly, I think it's going to be a like 43 to 31 kind of game. All right, uh, Zeke, what you got? Like Doug said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, Doug's not going to fit out of his bathroom if we keep building him up like this. His head's going to be No, I do, I do like the Chiefs minus five and a half. But uh, the one thing, and I'll, uh, I'm will look like an idiot come uh, you know Monday morning. But I take, I would take the under on the uh, on the fifty eight and a half. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. <laughs> Um, but I do wow. think Kansas yeah. City wins minus five and a half. That's my hot take. Hide your tongue, <laughs> Zeke does not equal the the over under. That's uh, wow. I'm not going to agree with you on that one. Uh, Zeke, this is- Zeke, you don't think that both teams will score at least 28 points in that? No, no, no. That won't score at least 58. Points. Won't score at least 58 points. That's a total. Together. That's a total. So like, t- 29 points. I'm sorry, it's one point off. So twenty nine points. You don't think each team will score? They don't have to score no, the they same amount of points, right? Just both huh? teams combined. Both teams oh, combined. combined. I understand that. Plus. I understand that. But it, what we're saying is, if we split that in half, we're saying each team wouldn't be able to score at least twenty nine points. Like uh, I hear what you're saying. Or you can be thirty five and twenty two. I, I get that. How about thirty two point three and twenty six point three? Because that's the implied totals. I think it will be a surprising game. It'll be a primetime game, and I just don't. I think uh, I think there's enough there defensively uh, to keep it a little bit lower scoring. Uh, and on hey, Sunday night again, 
I'm the same guy that scouted Jason Tatum dunking in the street and knew that he was going to be as good as he is in the NBA. So I think I have an eye for this kind of stuff, clearly. I don't, I don't right. know what any of those words mean. I just know you're saying them. So, Z, just one, uh, Monday, Monday just sent me a text and said you're stupid uh, <laughs> for taking the under on this because – yeah, Kansas City's going to run with this one. I feel like because I just I I don't think uh, Cincinnati keeps up. But oh my gosh, this game is going to be a barn burner. Kansas City's allowed a league high twenty eight hundred and nine yards from scrimmage to begin the season. Uh, it's the most allowed in history for the first six games, so they're historically bad. Kansas City ranks thirty first in completions allowed per game, while Cincinnati ranks 29th. Both of these high-flying offenses are going to throw the ball all over the place on Sunday night. Uh, Kansas City has allowed a league-high 31 receptions of 20-plus 20 yard, 20 yards, and both Chiefs and Bengals wide receivers are tied for the league lead in touchdown receptions uh, with the Seahawks at 11. Uh, this is going to be a like – I think I said it before in another game, but uh, start your Patrick Mahomes, start your Andy Dalton, start your, your A.J. Green, start your Tyreek Hills – Start everybody and anybody that plays in this game. I don't care if you have a left tackle uh, that sometimes gets to touch the ball, start him because everybody's scoring in this game when they touch the ball. This is going to be 0-0-0 when it comes to to defense. I'm taking Kansas City in this game, and I think there's going to be a lot of points. This could be like the Monday night game. This could be 80 points uh, in this game. Do you guys hear that? I, it sounds like that's too much public money going towards the over. That's why you take the under. <laughs> I'll gladly the, the take it. The in here, uh, that means. <laughs> All right. But remember, we talked about this earlier in the year. Like Since 2003, there's been, uh, now including this year, I think nine games with a total that closed at 57 points or higher. And the over has hit in, I think, eight of those nine games now. Do you hear that? I think that's Doug with all of the facts and figures and factoids. Ability. Factoids. I don't, I don't like Doug dropping facts because when Doug <laughs> drops, drops facts, that means that if you go against it, you're probably wrong. But I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. Are you, I got to ask, Zeke, are you looking at a computer screen or looking up at your daddy telling you it's time to go to bed? <laughs> He's watching the game, watching basketball, which is correct. Correct. Sport. He's watching Lord Donk- Doncic just take over. Thirteen dollars in the fantasy draft. Keep going. Oh. <laughs> talk, talk dirty to me. <laughs> All right. So uh, last last deep game that we're going to get into because almost fifty percent of our fantasy league is Cleveland Browns fans. Um, I know that's tough to find in, in the South. Uh, yes, four. Four people are Cleveland are Cleveland Browns fans in this league out of ten. Yeah. Um, so we're going to pick the Browns, and I'm converting Doug slowly. Uh, slowly but surely, he will become a Browns fan. Um, we're going to cl- pick Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Doug, go ahead and rip my heart out of my chest. Well, I will forever be a realist, and uh, I will remind you last week when I was the only one to pick against the Browns, it went a little something like this. It went a little something <laughs> like you said. Doug, what have you got charging the Browns? Uh, the Browns are the most blitz-heavy team in the NFL this year. Phillip Rivers All right, that's enough. Nobody cares. The best <laughs> <laughs> that went on to say, uh, 
you remind me that you were going to call me on Sunday to make sure I, I answer my phone, uh, which never happened. I fell asleep. I, I never got a phone call. I genuinely fell asleep. I'm sorry. You're right. I fell asleep or I went to sleep. Uh, and I know that my camera's off. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks here. I think that this game is gonna be really close, but um, in the end, Jameis is playing at a really high level right now. The Browns. I, I went back and watched that game uh, later this week, the condensed version or whatever. The Browns got absolutely right on outside, pretty. on on uh, jet sweep runs and outside zone runs. They just could not contain the run game at all. I mean, every time Eckler or Gordon touched the ball on an outside run, it was 10-plus yards. Um, Melee. I, I think you're going to see Tampa Bay use that with, like, Deshaun Jackson this week, get him involved in the jet sweep game. Um, and I felt great, to, great about Baker earlier in the season, and he has really struggled the last two weeks. So I'm curious to see if he can bounce back uh, – against a terrible Bucks defense. But for now, until I see it, I'm, I'm going to go uh, with the Bucks here. All right. I understand what you're saying. I get it. Sean, you're next. There it comes. Cleveland Rocks. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have missed something while I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically, Doug's wrong. Let me tell you why Doug's wrong, because I said so. Um, Tampa Bay's defense is terrible. They are awful and horrendous. Jameis is playing. That's fine. Mike Evans is great. But we have a guy named Denzel Ward, who you may have noticed, Keenan Allen had one big play last week, and it was on an end-around run, as you described, because Denzel Ward has gotten in the business of shutting number one receivers down. He's not going to have any kind of game this week. Brown's defense is going to come strong because they're ready, they're excited, and they were embarrassed last week. They're going to come hard, and you know what you're going to see? Jarvis Landry, 125 yards, two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield with a rushing touchdown. Give me my brownies all day, baby, all day. Talk dirty to me with the Jarvis mm. Landry talk. I need him to show up. 125 and two, baby. Give it. Good grief. Zeke. Well, I don't have uh, the sound of Tampa Bay to play for you, which would just be rednecks spitting off of a bridge and throwing beer bottles onto the ground. Uh, but and cruise ships. Would, and cruise ships. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would play for you. Uh, but before I get into my pick, you uh, one thing we didn't do is – if we're doing this Browns uh, corner, which I am totally for, 100% behind Browns corner, um, and we're doing this for the people, we have to do the weekly installment of what did the refs do to screw the Browns last oh. week uh, and let Sean explain himself because, again, I want to plug his Twitter account, not mine. I'm plugging <laughs> Sean's Twitter account on Sundays when the Browns are playing. So, Sean, what did the refs do this week? Oh, listen, I got you. I got you big on this one. So, here, here, I want to say this too. Uh, so, I'm a pastor. If you are watching we this need and don't video know me, of this, of this false start. Yeah. Um, so, I'm a pastor. If you don't know, so I keep my Facebook and um, my Instagram very, you know, not sports oriented for the most part. My Twitter, I don't really put out there because I lose my mind on Sundays typically. Um, 
there were three major plays that happened this week that were actually game altering momentum shifting things. And I know every Doug's going to shake his head because every team has bad plays and that's bull crap. Let me tell you who doesn't have bad plays. New England, New England doesn't get bull crap called against him. The Steelers don't get bull crap called against him. That this doesn't happen. And if it does, if it does, you hear about it and everybody comes to bat for him. You know what happens to the Browns on Tuesday? We get a tweet from the NFL saying, whoops, we missed it. So here's what happened in this game. Melvin Gordon scored two rushing touchdowns on outside runs, one of which he was mostly untouched. If you go back and watch those plays, which you would have seen on the condensed version, you would see horrific, horrific blocks in the back. Two of them, one on each play that had an immediate shit. You can shake your head. You're wrong. Had an immediate immediate play on the play had an issue with the play one of them opened up the actual hole for gordon to run through the other one was the one attacker who was coming in the backfield named miles garrett or no sorry emmanuel ogba who was shoved in the back right in front of the referee and it wasn't called so that was one thing the other one was a major aggression and doug you can shake your head all you want but it's just going to be you being angry and not being logical which i know you and i know that's not you so stay with me there was a play where there was a false start on the left tackle, and it was so bad that he was in his second step. So he popped up, kicked out, took another step. The ball was snapped. It was so bad the defense stopped and gave up, which obviously you got to play to the whistle. But it was so bad that even Skip Bayless was going on about it on Twitter, who, you know, come on. Egregious error. The whole defense stops. Phillip Rivers throws it up for a free touchdown. Those were that was actually the play that changed the whole momentum of the game. It was a still a tight game at that point. You can't beat the referees and the other team, especially when you're playing a team like the Chargers, who is immensely talented, who I think maybe is even a dark horse Super Bowl pick because Rivers is killing it. Now, would the Browns have lost that game? Probably because defense was playing or the offense was playing out of their mind, and we didn't really have a great game plan on the outside with Baker Mayfield. He had no one to throw it to. Um and when Rod Streeter gets hurt and breaks his neck and that's a loss for your team, you know you're in trouble at wide receiver. But the reality is there were three scoring plays that changed the whole game that referees were egregious and to a point where Christian Kirksey, okay, I'm going to end here, Christian Kirksey, who sat through a 3-13, and a 1-15, and and an 0-16 season, actually said finally for the first time, I'm tired of trying to beat the referees as well. If you're telling me you sat through an 0-16 and a 1-15 season and at this point getting screwed every single week by the referees, now you're actually saying something, that tells me more than I need to know. The defense rests. And this concludes why the refs screwed the Browns uh, week six. Week six. Week six. I will say we have gotten – yes. Quick rebuttal. I I didn't notice either one of these block in the backs or hold or whatever because that kind of stuff just it happens to everybody. Whatever. I'm gonna send you. I did. I did uh, not see the false start play live, Um, but when I went back and watched it, when I saw the condensed version of the game, I thought it probably didn't affect the play. I will give you it was a blatant false start. It did affect the defensive line. Who it did not affect was the three Browns defenders within five feet of Terrell Williams when he went up over all three and caught the ball in the end zone for a contested touchdown. No, you need to watch y'all 22. Both of our safeties stopped because they saw it as well. 
both, when both he, the safeties right when he made the catch it. there was three defenders within arm's reach of him when he made the catch yeah. Because both the safeties stopped and they didn't get into their play. Dude, in the NFL, half a second is a huge deal. And they both saw it and stopped and didn't move like they were going to because they thought there should have been a whistle like everybody else. So I'll rebut your rebuttal. I haven't watched the all 22. It was either way. The it doesn't film, matter. The film it does lie. Well, it, Dog, it doesn't the really matter. The tackle went into motion on the play. It, it doesn't oh, really matter. It was what, a false start. But it doesn't really matter what happened either way, whether Tyler Williams beat three guys or not, which I agree with Doug. He beat three guys. Not a big deal. It, he had amazing, amazing strength to pull that ball down. It was a tie goes to the receiver type type of play. It all comes back to it. The play should have never happened. Um, I agree. But it, it, yep. the Browns got their butts handed to them. So it doesn't – I mean, it doesn't matter. I would um, argue that. That momentum had a huge part of it, though. I mean, uh, maybe like I said, San Diego or the Los we Angeles would have won, but we just got thoroughly pounded. Um, That's what she said. All right. So anyhow, let me let me go into so, this. So, so back to back to the pick because I didn't make my pick. Uh, I thought you week, did. Sorry. I thought you were Tampa Bay. Well, it is Tampa Bay, but I, but I want to I want to defend myself for the Cleveland picks that I've made in the past, and I'm not going to get into this. I won't let this dovetail. We can do a separate podcast, but all I need to tell you is, uh, in late August, Sean did an approximately twenty to twenty five minute in length presentation. It was fifteen on, on why. The Browns were going to get seven wins. In my head, I still heard eight wins, but I'm going to concede seven wins. And so I bought into the hype just because Sean is a good salesman. And so some of these games I've gone into, I'm like, yeah, you know what, Cleveland? Uh, yeah, maybe uh, Baker's uh, not all that bad. Uh, maybe this. No more. Not until I see at least one more win am I going to pick uh, Cleveland again. And I think Tampa Bay is trash in a variety of ways. But uh, Tampa Bay minus three, that's my pick. Sorry. Go ahead. I get it. No, you're ten, good. ten weeks um, left. Win three comes this week. So this, this should be a fun game. Um, Tampa Bay – Tampa Bay's offense against this defense should should be fun to watch. There's a, a couple of key things that that I that I was looking at. Um, Jameis Winston, since he finished last five games of last year, uh, through this year, he's been a top ten quarterback in every in every game he plays. I think maybe even top five. Um, but uh, the Buccaneers, the only team in the league that have had every game they've been involved in go over the game total. So their defense is giving a a ton of points, but they're also scoring a lot. Um, Worst defense in the league. The Browns have a league-leading 15 possessions to begin in their opponent's side of the field and have only scored three touchdowns. Uh, that's concerning. Uh, but the Buccaneers have turned the ball over league-high 20.4% 20, 20.4% of their possessions, which is a huge stat for a, a hungry defense like the Browns. Um, and Tampa Bay is allowing 4.2 offensive touchdowns per game, which is the most in the league. Um I'm worried a lot about the the weapons that Tampa Bay has and the weapons that Cleveland doesn't have. Um, I know we I know they just we just signed Brashad Perryman, who is a professional drop artist. Um, he I think he he gives us a, a defender maybe. Um, I think Jarvis Landry has to come back a little bit because he has only caught oh, where did that that stack go. I think he's you know, like right at 50% of the balls thrown, the catchable balls thrown his way. And I think a lot of it is pro football focus is, is saying if it hits his hands, it's catchable, which I understand you're paid to do, but 
Um, he's he's gotten some some bad balls thrown his way, so I think that comes back up. I still think he is a pretty good game. Um, I think Njoku has he's going to lead the team in targets like he did last week, and I think he gets into the end zone. I don't think it's a low scoring game by any means. Um, I'm going back to because it failed it 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 worked last week in one situation, and I should have stuck with it. I'm picking Tampa Bay because I want the Browns to win. I'm going by the Zeke logic. It's worked every time. When I pick the other team, we win. When I pick our team, it doesn't work. I'm I'm picking Tampa Bay, and I'm really hoping I'm wrong, and I take this one in the teeth. Well, I appreciate your sacrifice, but I do want to point out Gerald McCoy and Vinny Curry are both not playing this week. That's kind of a big deal. And, Doug, you also might want to might want to notice in your condensed game, Baker Mayfield was on fire and then slipped and turned his ankle uh, early in the first quarter, and everything changed after that. Couldn't step in throws, and it was ugly. So I, I think I, a healthy Baker Mayfield changes that too. I think well, it helps since, a lot. Since Baker Mayfield took over at quarterback, uh, Pro Football Focus has charted 29 targets to, uh, to Jarvis Landry that were deemed catchable. Thirteen. Only thir- thirteen of those twenty-nine have uh, have actually been caught. Yeah. Fourth, lowest, so, fourth lowest rate by all wideouts with double-digit targets. So some, something about their connection. Something about and their connection is not there. I think he puts it the back Browns. on. I think he's been. I think he's been covered by their best. I mean, he's he's the only receiver that that the Browns have. I will yeah. I will say he did get hurt. Um, he even said in his press conference, so they were closing the they were closing his usual A B run gaps. Uh, I think the defensive line, if, if you did want, if you have watched the last two weeks, even the games that we won, Baker Mayfield's getting zero time. This offensive line is, 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 is not holding up. Um, Ingram if, went if, on a tear. Yeah. So he was, he was just hurt. Amazing. I think that's one reason why Baker's been so, just not so bad. Cause he's been, I mean, he's still a court. He think he's still a great quarterback and he's been playing well. Um, but I think that's, a lot of what you're seeing of some of his inaccuracies and things like that is because he literally has had zero time to throw the ball. Well, and the Browns yeah, it, are dropping 0.8% of passes. It's the highest yeah. in the league by a lot. I mean, there's just things that got to change. A lot. It won't surprise me if the Browns win this game. Like last week, I felt very good about the Chargers winning. I don't feel that way this week. Like it, it won't yeah. surprise me one, one bit if the Browns yeah. win. It's, it's a definitely a winnable game. It for sure is a winnable game. Yeah. Last week was a homer pick. If they hadn't beat the Ravens the week before, I would have taken the Chargers. Yeah. So, all right. Now we're going to get a chance to just speed through the rest of the games. We had, I think we got some really good information there. But these are the games where you think you're just obviously going to start your starters. Let's not get cute with things. Uh, let's just go through and make our picks. So, Denver at Arizona. Doug, what you got? Uh, I'm going to take Arizona here. Oh, there's a surprise. I mean, the last two games, the Broncos have given up over 200 yards rushing to Isaiah Crowell and to Todd Gurley, and I think we're going to see David Johnson get going this week. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals here. All right, Sean. I'm I'm with Doug. I had him highlighted and sent him to you earlier. Give me the Cardinals. Like Doug said, Arizona plus one. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is a tough game for me. Uh I, David Johnson does have one of those. I, I think he can have one of those games. But I, I read or I was listening to something that McCoy uh, runs the most up, just dead straight up the middle runs than any other team in the league. Uh, the reason David Johnson isn't having a great season is because everything that he's running is is stack boxes and they're just handing the ball directly up the middle. I think he's a bad football coach, and I think bad football coaches lose games. Um, 
I'm going with Denver. I'm, I'm, I'm going against everybody. I'm going with Denver on this one. And I think but it's Ruben, coaching. Well, go ahead. De- Denver, uh, their head coach happens to be Vance uh, McDonald, whatever. Yeah, you're not, what, you're what not making his, me feel better. Vance about Joseph, whatever his name is. You're not making me so feel Vance better. Vance McDonald is a tight end for the Steelers. Yeah, no, I know. I, know. I got my Vance's. <laughs> my Vance's were mixed. He's a coach now. Vance. Uh, I'm still going Denver, and part of it is because I need Emmanuel Sanders to go off. Um, oh, crap. I, just, I don't feel good with that pick. Uh, Tennessee at Los Angeles Chargers. Unlike Sean likes to call him San Diego, it's Los Angeles now. This looks That's like it's a London teams. game, right? It is. Yeah, yeah this, it's a, it is a London, London, London game. game. Yeah, Wembley Stadium. 9.30 a.m. Set your alarm clocks. Side note, the Chargers are flying out tomorrow morning. They're still in Cleveland. They haven't still left Cleveland, Cleveland yet. Well, smart play. Tennessee at, at Los Angeles at Wembley Stadium. Doug. Chargers. Easy one. Sean? Yeah. Give me San Diego. Yeah, that's Z. what I got. Chargers minus seven. Give me all of the Chargers. This isn't even a pick. I think it's just fairly obvious. Um, next team is Buffalo at Indianapolis. Doug? Uh, man, this is a really tough game. I think it's going to be a close, ugly game. Uh, and Derek Anderson starting a quarterback, by the way, for your Buffalo who they just Who they just signed two days ago. Well, yeah, Nathan I mean, Peterman is throwing an astounding like interception every like 20% of his passes. 11, yeah, 11% I mean, if, of his passes. Close. If Nathan Peterman ever takes another snap at the NFL level, then whoever the GM is should be fired. He just can't so, do it. He'll be the Browns I mean, backup in two years. Yeah, it just it is what it is. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go with the Colts here, but I think this ends up being a really close game, and I think we see Lashawn McCoy get going here. Sean? Anderson can, Anderson can throw the ball really really deep ways, so I think maybe that opens it up for McCoy, who McCoy is getting hot, and I think he'll score. But it's gonna be Indianapolis. I just man, Derek Anderson off the street. Come on, no I guy. got I got Indianapolis. Uh, to win, but I do take just like last week and was correct. I got Buffalo to cover uh, at plus nine, but outright Indianapolis wins. Yeah, I think uh, Buffalo's actually got a pretty good defense, but they're, I mean, you can't sign a guy off the street and all of a sudden expect him to be in football shape. I don't believe it. Uh, I'm going with Andrew Luck and his, uh, and the Indianapolis Colts winning this one, even with their, I think T.Y. Hilton might come back this week and that should help. Um, hey, G- shout out to the best Twitter, by the way, the best Twitter handle, Captain Andrew Luck. Um, oh, fantastic follow. Conversely, conversely, the worst Twitter handle, the whoever's pretending to be Captain Andrew Luck's mom, because it's horrific, and that person should stop immediately. <laughs> Didn't even know there was one. Oh, so, Detroit, Detroit at Miami, Doug. Uh, I'm going to go with Detroit here. Sean? Yeah, yeah, I picked Detroit as well. It's a tough, tough call for me, but I think Brock Osweiler has the magic of fits one week instead of six, so give me Detroit. I've got Zeke, Detroit yeah. as well. Uh, I, and not that it matters. I don't even have a line on this one. I don't know if you guys have a line, but I don't It have wasn't anything. posted earlier today when I looked. Yeah, it, it's still not out there, but regardless, I, I'd say Minus Detroit. two and a half. Minus two okay. and a half. Yeah, I'd take that one. All right. I'm going to go Detroit as well. Uh, I think it'd be even worse if they would start playing Kerryon Johnson. But for some reason, they continue to want to play uh, Ligarrette Blunt. Uh, Minnesota at the Jets. Doug, 
Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota here. I think Thielen continues to just go smash city here. Um, Buster screen cannot cover him in the slot. And uh, we're, we're going to see a big game out of Minnesota here. I, I think they're like, I think uh, three and a half point favorites. I think they win by double digits. Yeah. Uh, three point favorites is what I've got, but yeah. Uh, Sean, what you got on, on Minnesota at New York Jets? Yeah, give me Minnesota. I don't just the Jets. Darnold's really showing up, but give me Minnesota. Yep, okay. Minnesota minus three. I think Minnesota's too much. I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. It should be noted, though, that's one of those games where you look at it and you're like, Minnesota, of course, which probably means the Jets are going to win. But I mean, like you said, <laughs> yeah. the Jets are your they your sleeper uh, playoff pick. So yeah, I know they keep uh, winning I mean, games. They, they could, they could do it. They do. They keep winning games. So next on the list is Houston at Jacksonville. Doug, uh, I'm going to take uh, Jacksonville here. Sean, give me. Sean Watson is killing it in every avenue except for scoring touchdowns. This is where that changes. Give me Houston. I uh, I'm torn on this one, but I, I made the pick, and I'm not going to go back on it. Uh, I'll take Houston in this one. I, I want to say Jacksonville comes back and they, they recover after, uh, after getting spanked last week. But I just, I, I think there might be some, some real, uh, intrinsic problems with the team. So give me Houston plus five and a half. Yeah. Um, I can see where people would pick Houston in this game. Uh, in fact, I think their defense does relatively well. I don't like Blake Bortles a whole lot. But I just cannot think that the Jaguars or their defense is going to give up anything after what they did after laying an egg in Dallas last week. I think Jalen Ramsey is too proud. Uh, Boye is too proud. I think they come out big there. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson throws a couple interceptions. Um, and I'm going to go with Jacksonville and take this one. So next up is uh, Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco 49ers. Is anybody taking the 49ers? I don't think so. Yes, uh, to cover, not to win. To cover, it's plus. <laughs> it's plus ten and a half. If you get a if you get a home dog of more than plus seven, like I told y'all in the past, you always take it, and that's plus ten and a half. So give me San Francisco to cover Rams to win this. But we pick straight up, so Rams. So anyhow, Doug, moving on. Doug's going Rams, right? Yeah, I think we're all gonna. I think we're all. Yeah, I, we're all taking Rams. But I, I, I do like your uh, your analysis there. Because I, I, I think C.J. Beathard is playing uh, fairly, fairly good. So uh, I think this is the last game of the week for us because there's four teams on a bye. Uh, the New York Giants at the Atlanta Falcons on Monday night football. I think this can be a better game than people actually think. But, Doug, who you got? Take the Falcons here. Uh, the spread on this one – or the implied total for this game is uh, – last I saw was 54-and-a-half. I will take the over on Yikes. that. The over on that as well, um, Falcons win. But the one thing the Falcons cannot do is cover running backs in space. The one thing the Giants can do is throw to their freak of nature running back in space. Oh, my gosh. Freak of so, nature. Uh, I'm, so, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. Yep. I got, a, I got a question. If the Giants could redraft this year, would they take Darnold instead of Barkley? Yes. I, mean, I don't think they would. They wouldn't, but anyone who knows what they're talking about that—that's yeah. that's a that's good analysis, Doug. Yeah, a, a smart team would, but they would—they've dug their heels in. Mm-hmm. Running backs don't win games. Running backs just score points slower. Give me the Falcons. They're gonna 
kill it. Um, Giants have a terrible defense, not as bad as the Falcons, but I'm with you, Doug. This is going to be an over. It's going to be a lot of points here, and uh, I'll take the Falcons. So back to the point, like if you take Sam Darnold and you put him, uh, you take him off the Jets. Let's say, let's say he turns them this year. He turns them into like a six or seven win team. If you take him off that team and you put Geno Smith on that team and you put Saquon Barkley on that team, they're like a zero or one win team. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win football games. You know? Yeah. So it, Saquon is a great player. He may end up being the best running back in the league in, in two or three years. But if Darnold ends up being even a top 15 quarterback in the league, they made a big mistake not taking him. To, Unless to, they land a guy in this upcoming draft that ends up also being a top 15. The kid from Oregon. Yeah. The kid from two. Oregon. But they would have to be – he's probably going to go one or two – uh, they might know. be there at one or two, Zeke. You never. I mean, no, no. Not I, good. I understand. It just depends on who's going to be at one. If they're not going to be at one, but yet, if it's not that kid from Oregon, you know, they're screwed for another year. Uh, you know, unless yeah. somebody comes out of the woodwork. Uh, unless they like and, that Lala kid. But Zeke, who you have in this game? Uh, very reluctantly, I'm taking Falcons uh, minus five and a half. I, I still there's something wrong with the Falcons. Uh, I don't think they're that good, but the Giants are are even worse than that. So you got to take the Falcons here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with Spoiler you. Alert. Falcons were one of the teams that I said the Browns would beat when they play them, and everybody told me I was crazy. So hold on to your hats for that in a few weeks. Well, we're, we're, we're still holding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't that, wait. That, offense so vindicated. Is, that, that Falcons offense is, is so good, but its defense is hot garbage. I think um, – I'm already thinking of where you're going to take me to lunch. I think uh, Saquon Barkley has a has a fantastic game, and then OBJ may even get into the end zone um, because, like I said, that defense of the Falcons is hot garbage. But I'm going Falcons here. Uh, I just it's going to turn into a track meet, and Eli Manning is not fast enough for a track meet uh, in any facet. He's he's old and busted. It's he might be a Hall of Famer, but he's old and busted. It's he's not fast, fast enough for a geriatric track meet. It's time to put him out in the pasture. So there's your picks on the week. So just to re- just to recap uh, what our records are so far, uh, Doug leads us all with a huge twelve and three week last week. Comes up forty eight and twenty eight. Uh, Sean nine and six last week, forty six and thirty. Zeke is nine and six last week at thirty five and forty one. You got some work to do there, big man. Um, mm. Tim is nine and six last week, 45 and 31, one game behind Sean. So Doug is wow. leading, leading the pack. Um, but we do have some different picks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 12 and three week really, really helped him. 12 and three. God. <clears throat> yeah. Really, that was a, that was a pretty good, a pretty good week by him. So let's get into uh, lock of the week. Who's your guys' lock of the week? What's the game that you know that you know that you know? Try to pick a challenging one. And by the way, I've been right every week, even with the challenging ones. Who's taking them? Uh, Doug, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. I mean, I don't know if that's that challenging of a one, but they're they're a six point favorite or five and a half point favorite, so it's not like it's a ten point favorite. But I'll go with the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, Sean, what you got? Um, you may wonder. Cleveland Browns, log of the week. Give me the brownies, baby. Give me the brownies. Zeke, who's your lock of the week? Lock of the week. Uh, 
Lock of the week outright is Kansas City. Lock of the week for the spread is 49ers plus 10 and a half. We're never going to get him away from that. No, you won't. And I I know you don't like it. That's why I keep doing it, Sean, just like the old Browns. Nice. Uh, My lock of the week for that one day. My lock of the week is the Indianapolis Colts this week. Uh, That's who I think they're going to, I think they're going to, I think that's going to be my lock of the week. Uh, Who's everyone's start of the week? Who's the one? I know we're, you know, we're in a league with everybody, but who's your start of the week? Who's the one guy that you have to start? They're not going to miss. Going to have a big game. Doug, start us off. Well, last week I, uh, I predicted Melvin Gordon for 147 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. He had 150 and three touchdowns. I was way off there. Uh, but this week, back. this week I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley for over 200 scrimmage yards and, uh, and two touchdowns in this game. But my honorable mention is uh, Joe Mixon. I think he goes for like 130 scrimmage yards and a touchdown or two here. All right. Oh, it's cool. I didn't know we were picking two, which the second one would have been my pick. I was going to pick Joe Mixon because uh, I think he's going to absolutely go off. And the big thing, the reason I want to take Joe Mixon is because Giovanni Bernard is still hurt. He's not going to play. So um, the spells isn't really going to happen for him. Mixon's going to go ham. If you're playing Zeke, watch out. All right. Uh, Zeke, who you got? I got Tyreek Hill. Uh the uh, the Bengals defense ranks 27th in passing yards, so I think he's going to have a big week this week. Although uh, Cincinnati, that game still take the under 58 point, 58 and a half points. But no, but for real, uh, Tyreek Hill, that's your start, no doubt about it. Start of the week is Tyreek Hill. Um, I, you know, I've been, I had one of these, I had one of these ready to go earlier today. I think my start of the week is going to be uh, David Johnson. I think David Johnson's going to have a, a big week in Denver, even though I picked Denver to win this game. David Johnson's my start of the week this week. I think he gets back on board. Uh, honorable mentions, LaShawn McCoy. So, uh, anyhow, let's get back into now. Uh, for the people that are in the league, let's do a quick recap on, on where we're at. And uh, we'll go over last week's games. We had a lot of fun matchups. Of course, my matchup went to Monday night, like it always freaking does. Um, let's hey, watch you share the text that I sent you. Oh my gosh, I'll share it in a minute. Let me get there. So, <laughs> literally, every game that we had this week was decided by more than 30 points, except my game. Uh, and I put up <laughs> the second most amount of points. It's literally it's how this thing has gone. Uh, but we'll jump right into Matty Ice Clowns against Here for the Beer. I think we all chose this one was just going to be uh, a slobber knocker. Here for the Beer came, came back uh, to down to earth 96.1. Matty Ice Clowns 128.1. 30 and a half out of, out of Matt Ryan. Um, 35 out of Melvin Gordon. Thanks for that prediction, Doug. Uh, Robbie Gold even, get, even gets 15. Uh, a putrid 7.4 out of, <laughs> out of Jared Goff. Uh, leading leading here for the here for the beer is 19.4 out of Alshon Jeffrey and 18 and a half out of Antonio Brown. They are plummeting back down to earth. Speaking of teams that are that have been down to earth and are going to stay there forever, uh, is going to be your new deadass last champion, the green team, going and taking on Ezekiel 25-17. They lose this one 144.1 to 76.8. I don't even know if the Green Team's put up over 100 points yet this year. Their leading scorer, um, Russell Wilson, at 
Nobody else. Oh, sorry. Their Eagles defense gets into 10. Nobody else gets above 10 in their league. In fact, they get a 0.6 out of Jordy Nelson. Um, yeah, my donkey pick of the week, too. There's their entire team. Uh, Ezekiel 25-17 goes for 144 with 24.5 out of Carson Wentz. 23.8 out of Latavius Murray, who can, who's going to continue to do well without Dalvin Cook. Um, Tyler Boyd goes for 18.2, I think, in somewhere that everybody thought he was going to he was going to start scoring. And Odo Beckham Jr. doesn't even have that great of a game, and his star power just isn't performing. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson goes to sprained labius. Trust the process. Uh, yeah, that's that's Zeke's team. Uh, 165.7 to 107.3. I thought this game was going to be one where Doug puts up zero points after a much maligned effort, but he did have Patrick Mahomes and Devontae Adams to pull him out of the cellar. 38 points for Patrick Mahomes, 27.2 for Devontae Adams on his route to 107.3. That's right. They put up over 60 points with two players. The rest of his team, 40. Um, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is the truth. Well, well played, Zeke. Yeah. Mm. Kirk Cousins goes for 16.6. Zeke goes for 19.7. 38.2 out of Ezekiel Elliott and 24.6 out of Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle could be a league winner, like we've talked about in that. Uh, and then can we, the can last we just roll down. Hold on, hold on. I got something to say. I didn't realize that what you said about the two guys going over 60. I want to roll down the rest of the points on the team. 11, 4.9, 4.2, 3.3, 3.3, 6, and leading the league out of David Johnson, outside of David Johnson, a pickup kicker with eight. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a rough week, but like George Costanza week. once said, is that bad? He, well, he did get over. He did get over a hundred. What's uh, Billy and the Fat Bottom Girlies can't say as they scored sixty as they played Blessum this week, one twenty three point nine to sixty. Um, mm. oh, Julio Jones puts up sixteen point three. DeAndre Hopkins twelve point three. His Bears defense minus minus one. Amari Cooper gets killed uh, and goes for zero points, mm. but Blessum gets twenty three point three out of Cam Newton. 30.5. Who's available, who's available for trade? Who's available <laughs> for trade? 30, he gets 30 points out of his Ravens defense um, as they beat Tennessee 21. 11, nothing. 11 sacks. So, they had 11 sacks. Uh, and a, an amazing day for, for the Ravens as Blessum wins 123.9 to 60 as both teams go to 3-3. Three and three. Last but not least, the only one that came down to Monday night, of course, the deplorables do take a win, go to four and two, uh, 152.8 to 140.6. Um, thank you, Todd Gurley, for being awesome and scoring 39 and a half points. Also, um, thank you to Jimmy Graham for scoring 12 on Monday night when Aaron Jones only got four. I really appreciate the Packers not knowing how to use our leading, rat, leading running back. Um, 23 out of my defense. Help lead the way. Got a lot of good production, a lot of good people. Um, Biscuits, thanks Jimmy, for putting up a good fight. That was a fun one down to the last minute. I don't like Jimmy Graham. Well. Jimmy Graham, sneaky good pick, by the way, Tim. Yeah, it sneaky worked out for me. Worked out for me. So let's take a look real quick at the standings because we haven't done this yet. Five and one, Mighty Icetons in first. Deplorables, four and two. Sprained Labius, trust the process, and Zeke at four and two. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson at four and two. That's Doug. Ezekiel 25, 17, three and three. Blessing, three and three. Fat Bottom Girlies, three and three. Biscuit in your pants, two and four. 
here for the beer two and four and the green team. Um, never to leave the cellar at O and six. It's gonna be a, gonna be a rough season. Tim, it's impressive that you are four and two because you have had the second most points scored against you outside of the poor green team. Green team has a green team has a minus three hundred and forty nine points on the season. Eight hundred and seventy one points against for them. Eight hundred and twelve I mean, points against for me. Um, uh, not only does he lose Le'Veon Bell for the season, but he uh, just gets everyone's best performance every week. Everyone. Oh my gosh. It's and I, mean, I thought it was bad for me, but at least I'm putting up the numbers. He's put he's only put up five hundred and twenty two, which is by far the lowest. Actually, I'm looking through. He is every team has outscored him by at least a hundred points on the season. He's he's gotten sixty more points scored on him than the next team, which is Tim at eight hundred and twelve, which is crazy high compared to everyone yeah. else. So literally what I what I'd scored against me is a difference. So you could almost take a whole week off and he'd still be in the lead. Yeah, I mean, that's keep in mind, we're only six. We're only six games into the season, and those are the kind of points being thrown up against these guys. Unbelievable! It's, it's just not fair sometimes. Um, Love you, Brian. <laughs> let's jump right into him. Why not? Fat Bottom Girlie's taking on the Green Team next week. Um, I texted Bill earlier this week. <sighs> I, the Vortex of Sock is just. It must be strong for some reason. He takes on the the number ten team at zero and six. And somehow he gets that team when they have one, two, three, four, five guys on a bye. And they're all minus Russell Wilson. They got running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback. Now, granted, one of those running backs is Le'Veon Bell. But I mean, he can't feel the team. He's literally, he's going to put Tariq Cohen and Harrison Bucker are going to be his villain guys. Um, I don't. It doesn't even matter. I don't see how the green team goes one and six this week unless the bat bottom girlies just lay a complete egg. Um, what I don't. Well, she he is playing Antonio Callaway and Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram who really good, but playing a tough Baltimore defense. Um, Antonio Callaway is going to score a touchdown this week. His first second we'll one. I, I would love. I would love to see it. The funny uh, thing is, once Green Team plugs in the uh, the running back and the kicker that he picked up, the will they be favored in the line? This the spread is going to be close. like four points. So. Mm. Yeah, it's close. Go Green Team, which is why, Brian. Which is why I'm going Green Team. This is it, baby. This is the week where they win. We all did that last week. It didn't work out. Um, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen going against here for the beer. Um, so Ezekiel's got uh, Carson Wentz, I think, has a good game at, at Carolina. Tevin Coleman in the newly updated role, which it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Ito Smith, who's actually You're taking welcome, about 47%, <laughs> 47% of the snaps. Um, Tyler Board in a great matchup against Kansas City. Zach Ertz, who's catching all of the passes from, uh, from Carson Wentz. Odell Beckham Jr. against Atlanta. His matchups are fantastic. But yeah. – here for the Bears, got Jared Goff going to San Francisco. T.Y. Hilton comes back this week. Um, Peyton Barber starting to get started. I don't think he has a great game this week because he's just not good. Um, Brandon Cook's in San Francisco. He's back from the dead. Greg Olson's back in. Calvin Ridley going against the Giants. I think he still has a relatively good game, but he does have Antonio Brown on a bye. Um, and, you know, we'll see what he does. But I'm taking Ezekiel, Ezekiel 25-17 to go uh, three or four and three in this and here for the beer to fall to fall to two and five. It's worth noting, I think, that I read today that Ridley is probably more on the doubtful side of questionable, that they don't think huh. he's going to play it this is, week. 
Did not know that. So this is, I'm going to call this one our game of the week, just because there's two guys in the podcast. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson versus bless them. Um, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson has Patrick Mahomes going to Cincinnati, David Johnson going to Denver, Jordan Howard, which I'm actually concerned about, Doug. Um, Stefan Diggs, Sammy Watkins, Taylor Gabriel. Ooh, I like the Taylor Gabriel pickup. Um, Alex Collins is a, is hot garbage. Uh, but then you've got uh, Blessum, who is sitting James White right now. Got, but he's got Kareem Hunt, LaShawn McCoy, Kenny Galladay, Eric Ebron, who's the number one tight end, number two tight end in fantasy. I think he cools off. Um, but he's got a lot of question marks at wide receiver. If Mike Williams and Josh Gordon can finally get started, I think he can put up big points. Um, Zeke, what do you think of this game? I'm going to let you pick this one. So if we're looking at this game, I am – I like Doug's team, and I have a I have a hard time getting over Sean's week from a couple weeks ago, where he scored like four points after like <laughs> the, the Sunday night game. I mean, it was you know just ridiculous. So, you it's know, that is a bias that I'm having a hard time uh, getting over. But also. Can somebody just explain to me, like, I have never bought into Shady McCoy ever, even when he was actually quote-unquote good. I've just – I've maybe I got burned by him once before. But outside of Shady McCoy, I do like uh, – I mean, I like Kareem Hunt. I like Gordon. Uh, I like Thomas. I mean, there there's a lot to like about Sean's team. But they scored, like, four points in a Sunday. So, uh, I, I can't get over that one. Um there are also questions, like you said, about uh, both David Johnson and Jordan Howard. So, gun to my head, I would take Doug's team, but definitely won't be surprised if Sean wins this one. Yeah, yeah I'd like going, to point out, Zeke, you also had Katie McCoy for like three years in our league because you kept keeping him. Yeah, I'm going bless him in this game. I think his, I think his matchups are good. And I just uh, – until Sammy Watkins shows me he can do it in a couple of games, Taylor Gabriel, uh, I just – I don't know. I, I just don't know if Mr. Bisky keeps the keeps the um, the production going. I don't know that Baker Mayfield is going to be the right pick at quarterback, but I'm going to go with Blessum in this game. So next up, bisc- the two and four biscuit in your pants goes to Sprained Labius. Trust the process. I'm sure he's going to change his name at some point. Um, yeah, so Biscuit has not updated his team quite yet. Uh, I'm imagining he's going to play Royce Freeman against Arizona, who I actually think has a relatively good game. And he's going to work out his flex in between um, Michael Crabtree or Keelan Cole. Um, I, I I think I think Zeke has the best has the best team in our in our league right now with Zeke and Joe Mixon and Sony Michelle. And then he just went and picked up Edo Smith, who I think is a is a great pickup for the rest of the season. Um, if Allen Robinson and D.D. Westbrook can keep it going for the week, I'm going with sprained labius. Trust the process. Uh, in week seven, and then uh, for, for me here, I uh, I may be bitter, I may not be bitter <laughs> about the beatdown last week, but uh, I actually do really like the matchups for uh, Biscuit this week. I mean, Barkley is in a smash spot, Robert Woods is in a good spot. They use him a lot more in the slot when Cooper Cup is out, and he's not going to play this week. Um, Tyreek Hill's home and away splits are like some of the most drastic in all of football, like. 75% of his touchdowns come on the road. He's at home this week. Kelsey usually smashes at home. So uh, 
you know, there's there's some uh, some different matchups there that may that's, not go Zeke's way, but no, that's great information. And, and Tom Brady's playing a Chicago defense that has been letting up the pass. I, I'm happy you brought those things to light. Things I didn't realize. Some of the things I didn't realize. I did know that uh, Saquon Barkley is obviously in a, in a smash spot. Um, I would gosh. like to pick a game. Can I pick one? Yeah, sorry, I'm not including anybody because I know we're, we're getting long. So. Yeah, I think Biscuit in Your Pants has a really good team. They put up 140 last week, but they're missing some big, big pieces this week. Um, team with a lot of guys who are out. However, as I said, my start of the week, Joe Mixon, as much as it pains me to say that because I hate Cincinnati as another AFC North team, um, I like Zeke's matchups all over the board. I like Cousins at Jets. I like Zeke against Washington. Love Mixon at KC. Um, even Allen Robinson in New England, I think that's going to be a pretty good start for him. So uh, I'm going to take Zeke, even though he hates me and doesn't ever pick me. Well, he's, he's got a point. Zeke, you, no, no, Zeke didn't pick you this week, did he? Nope. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, let's go back real quick. We can Sean, go back and see that Zeke has never picked me. I don't think he's ever you're picked probably me. probably right. Well, let's go back real quick. Um, Sean, who do you got? I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson versus Blossom versus you. I'm thinking you've got you. I'm taking myself because that's what's going to happen. Doug, who do you take on that one? Are you taking yourself or are you taking Sean? Uh, me. I figured so. Fat Bottom Girlies versus the Green Team. I think we all have Fat Bottom Girlies in this one, right? Yep. Yeah. And then no. Ezekiel. No. Nope. No, oh, sorry, Sean took the green team. Ezekiel 25-17 versus here for the beer. Um, I think I took Ezekiel 25-17. Who does everybody else take? Give me the beer. The beer? Ezekiel. Golf is going to go crazy. Golf's going to put up 40 this week. I'll take I'll take one of those beautiful Baker boys. Golf's not putting up 40 because uh, this guy named Todd Gurley is going to run the ball all over the place. He's so catch it out of the backfield. <clears throat> he might do that too. You're right. So last but not least, this is the game for first place. So Oof. sure, Matty Ice Clowns will put up nine How? million points because that's what happens. Um, somebody else break down this. Sean, go ahead and break down this game. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a really big game, and it's going to come down to either the deplorables actually playing up to standard. Or Matty Ice Clowns playing out of their mind and having that boom potential over bust because his lineup is really odd, but I think he's got some great pickups. He's got Matt Ryan against the Giants. He's going to score a ton of points. McCaffrey, I think he's going to get in the end zone actually against Philadelphia. Melvin Gordon against Tennessee, uh, he's a machine. I, just, I, I, heard a, I heard a quote that said they think um, – Joe Thomas said he thinks Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley may be better than Adrian Peterson in his prime, which I don't know if I agree with, but that's a crazy thing that even anyone say that. Um, Edelman is in against Chicago. That's Brady's boy. Chester Rogers is a surprise pick. I don't know how I feel about that, but Luck uses the ball. Yeldon's a good pick. Uh, the Browns D against Tampa Bay, I think it's going to be decent. Uh, I just like his lineup a lot. So I'd say if it's going to be a, a boom game, then Matty Ice Clowns is going to win by 20. Uh, but if it's a bus game, I think that Matty Ice Clowns is going to win by two because that's how Tim's games go. Um, but, you know, listen, that's a joke. I, I think, Tim, your team is solid. You've got if guys play up to expectation, you should win this by 30. 
Um, that's the big, that's a big to do. Uh, Rivers is going to play well. Gurley, we know it's going to play well. He's killing it. Uh, you've Gurley and Kamara just, that still doesn't make sense to me. It still makes me angry inside. Um, I do think Evans is going to get shut down by Denzel Ward because he's been doing it every week. Uh, Thielen is going to go crazy as always. Landry, I picked to have two touchdowns this week. Burton is going to play well. Sanders continues to play well against a weak Arizona defense. Um, the Texans are playing against a terrible Jacksonville offense where Bortles has returned to earth and Greg, the leg is back, baby. The Greg, the leg is back. So give him 12 points as well, or 15 or nine. I spent a dollar uh, on him. Yeah, I would have too, because I think it's a great pick. So I'll take the deplorables by 15. Mm, makes me nervous. I will say talking about you spent deplorable. a dollar on him and on auction. <laughs> we have a fab budget, man. Oh, 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 oh. The draft. No. I was thinking the same thing. Doug. I no, like, I, I did. I did buy him for a dollar in an, in an auction league, though. Okay, okay, um, okay. Sorry. In a league where I'm five and one, I think. Uh, anyhow, um, must be a bunch of scrubs in that <laughs> Ton of scrubs. <laughs> it's actually it's actually him against I, a bunch of middle schoolers. I don't know. Doug's in that league. It's his league. Um, I just figured it was Tim versus other email accounts that he has. Just yeah, I made them all myself, and I still lost a game. How does that happen? Um, it's all like Tim is the best. Tim is the coolest. Tim is the greatest yeah. at gmail.com. Precisely, precisely. But um, I just I, I do like how you said that if Tim plays up to standard, the deporter will play up to standard. He scored eight hundred and eighty-eight points on the season. Uh, I'm putting up points. That's not a problem. Um, Doug, who do you have in this one? Deplorables going to the Matty Ice Clowns. Uh, the Deplorables. Oh. Zeke? I got House. And here's the reason why. Uh, not only do I like House, but, Sean, you said I don't – I never pick you. I have uh, I have a rule in the – two rules in this league. Uh, I don't pick – Either of the Gata brothers, unless I have to, uh, unless they're playing each other, I always pick against the Gattas, uh, you know, out of sheer disrespect. Uh, and then I typically always pick Doug's team uh, out of a healthy respect and fear for his team. Uh, and so that's the way it goes. That's why I'm picking House in this matchup. All right. Um, I'm sticking with my superstition. It tends to work when I do it. I'm picking Matty Ice Clouds to win this game. Um, a lot of it's because they're five and one, and their team's really good. And so I think five that they, one. I think they stay in, stay in first place, um, and they go to six and one on the season. So I, I um, like the strategy, Tim. Yeah, hey, it hasn't failed me yet. We're gonna, we're gonna stick with it. Uh, it actually goes back like three or four seasons when I used to do this whole recap thing by, by keyboard. And nobody read it. I used to always pick against my team, and that's just kind of how it is. Uh, those are hilarious too. I really enjoyed reading and writing. I did too. Yeah. yeah I so this is a lot more fun though. Um, anyhow, so that's 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 it, guys. Find us on Twitter at, at T L O O G one. That's at T L O O G one uh, on the Twitter machine. Find us, follow us, uh, talk to us, interact with us. Whatever you want to do, uh, I'll, I'll tweet out this thing. Maybe we can put up the YouTube video tonight even. Um, but find us, follow us. Have a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for listening in. Any, any parting thoughts from, uh, from the three other co-hosts here? I'm sure Sean has something to say. Of course I do, because why wouldn't I? I want to point out Zeke has been trying to get people to holler at me on Twitter, and we haven't said what our Twitter was. So mine is at Sean Gaida, S-E-A-N-G-A-J-D-A. And I believe in my team, Doug, because 
I'm going to pull another rabbit out of my head and you're going to shoot yourself or kick yourself in the foot. Kick yourself in the foot. Nice. Um, my one actually informative thing to leave you with uh, instead of shoot you in the foot is going to be <laughs> Tyree, Kill's, Tyree Kill's career uh, home and road splits in 19 career road games. He has 20 touchdowns and averages uh, 83 yards per game receiving. In 18 career home games, he has five touchdowns and averages 43 yards receiving. Wow. wow. All right. Zeke, any parting words for you? I don't even know where you're sitting at. But... That's it. There it is. Thanks a, lot for joining, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week on the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Like us and rate us and leave us a review wherever you find us, uh, wherever you're listening to us, and forward us on to your friends. Uh, we've got like 20-something Twitter followers. Let's see if we can get to 30. Let's just check. Find us. Rate us. Five stars. Leave us reviews. Thanks. 